if you yeah if you want to live if you want to live comfortably you don't want to live in a place like where you're scared because that's right. important too right. you know like where you're getting broken in and like you know you've got state farm on speed dials like <laughs> hey it happened again no the computer not the tv welcome to pictures up we're going to talk again today about careers in film if you have ever considered quitting the video production job that you're doing and moving to los angeles to pursue that dream we're talking with theo brown today and that's exactly what he did so there's a lot in here that you can learn from if that is the direction you're headed let's go ahead and get into it to start out with uh can you tell me a little bit about your experience in los angeles uh what what motivated you to decide to move there and what was that journey like can you tell us a story I, I can tell you a story. Uh, thanks for having me. This is really cool. This is, I feel like this is a dream of mine that's come true, and I didn't even know it was a dream. Right <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, I, I grew up in Dallas. Uh, unlike or maybe like some filmmakers, you know, like I never grew up like making videos and films like that. I just like watching movies. Um, DVDs were kind of becoming a thing as I was growing up, and like with DVDs came deleted scenes and. Um, yeah, I came deleted scenes and behind the scenes and director's commentary. And you can rewatch scenes over and over with a lot easier than rewinding VHS tapes. And, uh, you know, like watching that kind of stuff really made me think, like after watching like the credits, you're just like, those people have jobs. I would like to have a job doing this because movies seem fun. Um, and then, you know, after that, you know, I uh, graduated high school, came out to Southern um, but I always knew like even at Southern that I wanted to go to LA. Like I knew that was going to be like the ending thing, um, to just start like a, a film career there, you know, like wanting to get into directing eventually, uh, those specific kind of like projects that I really grew up on that made me wanted to get into movies and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's where I've been for now for the past four years now out in LA. Can you tell us the story of when when you first arrived like how did you make ends meet and you know like fill in the fill in the blanks yeah. for us no, just not like the charlie brown hand waving it's like and here i am um i mean like every story every blog every tweet someone said about la is true like it is it is hard because it's a place that that you've heard for so long it's like where dreams come true and all this stuff but then you look at the cold hard facts and it's like 50,000 people move there every year doing the exact same thing that you're doing, you know, and then the next year, 50,000 more, and then the following, following, and like you're competing for a lot of stuff uh, in a town that is a very, very, very much, I can almost say community oriented, you know, as in, I need to get on a job. It's like, well, we love to have you, but the producer went to usc so they hired another producer so what you're saying you know. is people already have their network yes. and they're not really looking for the new person that just came off the yeah you know the the, the truck or the train or plane or yeah. whatever and, and especially <laughs> like as a director you know it's not like la's like oh we're in a director shortage <laughs> why can't we find any directors ah oh, we have so many sound mixers and grips what about a director please <laughs> you know so um like all those those factors you know it it's i learned very quickly um just by like trying to even like read ahead of time stuff like that that it is not a place where things 
move quick. I mean, it usually takes just two years just of surviving to realize you want to stay out there. And they say an average of seven years to start getting work consistently in the area that you want to, to, to work in, you know, and um, even looking at myself and my other friends and stuff like that, you know, people just want to be like on set consistently. Well, now after two, three years, four years, they're starting to like be on set consistently, right? They're starting to have people call them consistently. Uh, you've moved up in the ranks, whatever that is consistently. I did a little bit of, of, of that kind of stuff, but also on my end, just kind of researching like, what does it take to be like a director? Because I think that just, just because doors open up in front of you doesn't necessarily mean that that's the job you want to take. Mm. And can, can you give some examples? I moved out here and, you know, I worked, I worked at a, a, a couple of hospitals actually doing like marketing and stuff like that, uh, making commercials and such. And then you come out here and while nobody else can see like your struggles, we was, people say like, Oh, you're in LA. That must mean that, you know, you're something. And then I remember my first week out, like I get like a job opportunity to go like work at like a hospital, like in Manhattan. And they're like showing the numbers and all this stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, it's your first week there. And you're just like, Oh man, I thought this apartment would have air conditioning. It does not. And it's the summer in LA. And then you get like a job opportunity with money. You're just like, you know, if I just, if I just left right now, you know, um, obviously it ended up staying, but there's so many jobs like that. You know, I, I started, I was able to get work um, as a producer as well, you know, like kind of producing like ADing stuff. And then it would get to the point where people would know me as a producer and would recommend me to like other production companies. Like, hey, if you need a producer, talk to this guy, talk to Theo. So you started getting known for that. I started getting known for that, which was, which I mean, it's a blessing. It's amazing. But like, it became a door that was opening that like, if I kept taking producer jobs, um, then I was going to keep getting known as a producer, right? So it's like, do you want a job or do you want the career? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's that the distinction between a job and a career. It's that's, a very big distinction. Yeah. Absolutely. There are m- multiple directions a career can go as well. And sometimes a, a job can be part of a career path, but sometimes it can pull you away from a career path too. Absolutely. So... One of the things that I've gotten really, I guess, sort of turned on to in the process of interviewing folks is this concept of whether you're doing work for the meal or for the real. <laughs> I don't know. Have you thought about, like, what's the smart play there? Or what advice can you give about that? First of all, before, especially if you're thinking about moving out to L.A., L.A. is like a high buy-in card table. Like if you're committing to coming out there and you've saved up your money and you're already coming to a job market that does not want you, (laughs) no one's asking you to move there. You know, they're asking you to move to Alaska, right? They're like, well, pay. No one's paying you to go to LA, right? I think it's so, 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 so very important to know what you want to do. Because that is going to, even even saying that, like, because you'll begin to, to strengthen those specifics the more and more you do what you want to do. Like, if I say, like, oh, I want to direct, right? And I know this is what I want to do. So, great. Let's say I move out there. Um, I make, like, some little small shorts, something like that, right? Just, like, little small stuff. People are like, oh, this is great. And then it's like, hey, I have a music video. Do you want to direct that? 
Now, starting out, you may want to direct it, but after you direct a music video, you realize, okay, do I want to do narrative or do I want to go to music videos? Because now those those paths, I mean, you could do both, but... It's a branching path. It's a branching path. It's mm-hmm. like, or do you want to do commercials? Because each of these things, even though there can be crossover and stuff like that, but the sooner you can focus up and say, I want to be a commercial director, and you begin then in your free time and whatnot, main connection saying like, nope, this is what I do. I want to be a commercial director and you're shooting commercial projects like that. That means that number one, people are going to think of you when there's a commercial that yeah. comes up. But number two, when someone's like, Hey, I have this music video. It's a lot easier to be like, Oh no, like I really appreciate that. But I like to focus on commercial stuff. And of course, like, you know, directing is that's like the job that everybody wants. Right. And stuff like that. But even if you're still not sure, it's like, you know, hey, I want to work in camera, but you figure out very quick, it's like, I want to be a first AC. Then great. Like now all of a sudden, like your path is much more defined and you know the steps that you that you need to take versus just like meandering. You know, you're not going to start a road trip from uh, Santa Monica to New York without a map, even if you know generally where you're going to go, because it's like, well, are you going to go like through Montana? Um, are you going to cut all the way <laughs> right. down, like through Texas right. and like stop in Houston? Or are you going straight through, you know, like what's the most efficient way possible? Um, because you will have like those natural things along the way. It's like, all right, let me reassess. Is this what I want to do? I really thought I wanted to do commercials, uh, directing, but what I really like is writing, you know, like feature films, like feature film mysteries or something like that. And that's okay to, to change and adapt and stuff as well. But I personally think starting on something and changing is better than you know you're getting there and then for the first two three years you're just kind of meandering around squandering your resources um for yeah. something you could have done you know 36 months prior to um, so just figuring that out as much as possible uh, a theme of what you're saying is that uh things are much simpler once you have focus in absolutely. your energy oh man absolutely and you're also saying that it is an expensive town to live in if you don't really know what your focus is. It's expensive town to live in. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> but but yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. It's, and it's, it may be a waste of your, your resources, maybe a waste of money mm-hmm. if you don't have an objective that's defined. I mean, you know, as a professor, you know, I'm sure you get students who are just like, Oh, well, you know, I came here and I'm not sure what I want to do yet. Sure. And they may jump around for a, a semester or two or three before figuring out. And that's, that's great, you know, but like school is expensive. If you had taken that time and just worked a regular job and let's say like, just, you know, you're working at at target or something like that. And you're just saving money, getting experience that way, while figuring out what you want to do. That could be a much better investment, you know, of, of your own resources, uh, than just coming to school, you know, and like figuring stuff out, which is great. And, you know, obviously there's a different type of community there that happens. But if we're talking just strictly like on finances um, and things like that, like these these finite resources uh, that we all have to live with. Yeah. It's interesting. I think you're, there's a parallel that I just noticed between what you're saying about school and career and also about being on set and career. Like you've worked as an AD, I know that I, we haven't. We keep meandering <laughs> off on side yeah. paths, but when you step onto set and mm-hmm. you're a director or a, a cinematographer or you know in a key leadership position, mm-hmm. and you step on set and are like, okay, so what are we gonna do here oh today? 
<laughs> oh man, you know that's very that's <laughs> expensive. Is sweating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's expensive and it's not good for anybody, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, and you know there are certain things that you can figure out and find on the day, uh, and I think that a move to Los Angeles, for example, there are certain things you're going to figure out mm-hmm. and find as you go. But if you don't go in with a strategy go in with a script, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, with your storyboards and your shot list, you know, to, to further that metaphor of being yeah. on set, uh, you know, with career, you know, you're much less likely to sort of find the success you're looking for if you don't know what you're trying to do. Yeah. I'm, my dad is a, my dad's a pastor and, um, as, as well as like a, a business guy. Uh, so obviously film was the perfect fit for me. Um, <laughs> but you know, like there's something he, I always used to see, like he would always take his goals no matter like, you know, he's like get X degree, Theodore graduate high school, Theodore graduate college, sisters graduate this change engine lights, you know, change oil. <laughs> so that, but, but then I'm like, man, why do you write it down? He's like, well, first of all, like, you're going to remember better, but like, you know, the pastor in him, you know, he's like, there's a verse that says, write the vision and make it plain. It doesn't say like, remember the vision. It's like, write it down because like, yeah. and, and we see that in other things like with vision boards and your five-year plan, your seven-year plan. And that stuff is so incredibly helpful Yeah. when I know that if I want to direct Avengers 17, then like maybe, you know, moving 17. to Alaska uh, to work on a fishing boat may not be that right step, even if moving to Alaska to work on a fishing boat can pay me three thousand dollars a week. You know what I'm mean? like. Right. You know, and you everybody has to kind Sounds of sounds like, like something their, you've considered. I, I mean, I, when I found out that you can get that kind of money in Alaska on a fishing boat, you, again, it's, LA is an expensive place to live. So uh, <laughs> you've mentioned sort of in broad terms that Los Angeles is an expensive place to mm-hmm. live. I'm wondering. If you can give us some more concrete examples okay. of, of what people should think about in sure. terms of that. The other thing is we are headed towards it. And maybe this is a better question to answer first is um, I don't think we've quite gotten there as far as knowing where you're at mm. in, in your career journey and yeah. what your goal is. We've mm-hmm. talked a lot about strategy, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, can you lay it out for us? What yeah. What is your big picture goal and how are you getting there? Yeah, I'm currently working uh, uh, on a fishing boat uh, out in Alaska. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, okay. So um, I guess uh, really quick, you know, like I moved out here to be a, a director and definitely went through like, I shouldn't even say ups and downs, more like zigs and zags. There's not like, yeah. you know, a lot of directors in my family or anything like that. Um, so I, you kind of have to find the story, uh, the, the path, more or less for yourself, the one that you fit in. Um, yeah. And I do, I personally do really like bigger budget, like the summer type. Like I love like those idea of studio films, um, which was very helpful for me because I knew then that I didn't want to be making like indie movies, you know, stuff like that. At least when I say, when I say indie movies, I mean like there's filmmakers who are just like, this is a story that's very personal to me. And like, I just want to make it and tell my story right this way those are not necessarily stories that i personally feel like i would be the best to tell you're like the dc and marvel that's it that's exactly what i want because that's for me you know i grew up reading comics and watching jurassic park and i think i think it's interesting how do you handle 
a handoff if you're doing a sequel to a movie that was successful if you weren't the director on the first one i think those kinds of things are interesting um because you're reaching people across the world with your story and stuff like that they're just different kinds of stories you know just like with all sorts of mediums um sure. you know there's lots of the wizarding books besides harry potter right you know so there's room at the table for everyone so you have your sights set pretty high though I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Um, I do. But then it's also the same time, you know, like coming out here, realizing it's like, well, you remove like Ryan Coogler, you remove like these outliers because there's outliers in every situation. And Hollywood, I think, loves to promote those. It's like, but right. most of them, the, most of these guys are like, you know, they're at least at least like 40 before yeah. you get started. But yeah. I guess that makes sense, because if you gave me a budget of a million dollars, much less a $250 million project. Am I a good bet on that? Yeah, you know, you, like you want someone seasoned and experienced. You, you and, absolutely. Yeah. You want someone, there's a reason James Cameron can, can, can be waiting to take us on to make avatar two. When like you look at all of his other movies yeah, and like, is there, has he made, you know, like a bad one if you're looking at like a studio from a studio system and stuff like that. So, um, that's where I had, well, that's where I, I look to go. So I started making some shorts because, you know, at first you move out there, you're just like, oh, well, shorts. Yeah, that's the way. And that's not it at all. Maybe 20 years ago, uh, when it was a much higher buy-in to make a film in general, and you're shooting on film or mini DV or something like that. Yeah. But now the cost is so cheap that everyone's making short films, you yeah. know, like, and I've heard this from literally producers saying this, like, we used to look on Vimeo pick of the weeks, but now it's. Like, why? Um, and now, like, the thing, the trend has definitely shifted to, like, if you want to make a feature film, make a feature film. Show me that you can hold my attention for 90 minutes. Right. And then what we're going to do is, if we think you're a good bet, we're going to give you a better script. We're going to give you a better crew. We're going to give you better talent. And we want you to, to do that again, which, when you say it, it, it makes logical sense. Right. You know? Um It makes logical sense. And especially, you know, like... But it's a big hill, hill to climb. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And so I hope we're not segueing too much away from your, your question, but um, it is a bigger hill to climb. But I think as a as a director slash producer, everyone wants to be a director in L.A. So you've got to show that you can make something that means rallying people behind you. And maybe you can't rally a five hundred thousand dollar budget. Hmm. Maybe you can't do that. Can you rally a twenty thousand dollar budget? Maybe so. Can you rally a $5,000 budget? Yeah. Can you shoot a movie for $5,000 that holds my attention so that then I can be like, hey, you shot a movie. You can direct. What's your next project that you're yeah. doing? So um, at least for me uh, and uh, uh, my one of my just best friends slash main producer slash collaborator slash just person who just inspires me much is a guy named BJ, BJ Taylor. He's definitely like embraced that even more so because it's easy, I think, to to sit down and you're just like, oh, man, this is impossible. I can't make a movie for this amount of money. I can't. And while you're doing that, there's somebody else that is. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So at the risk of uh, spoiler alert here, yeah. <laughs> you are uh, just about finished with production yeah. on a feature film that I you yeah. are directing, yeah. right? An electric sleep. Yeah. Sci-fi. I know I like doing sci-fi. Kind of it's James Cameron. Yeah. Spielberg kind of stuff like that. I realize yeah. like that is absolutely a genre that I like. So you're probably not going to see me like doing a romantic comedy film because again, like finding that, that direction and like letting people see that means that like, Oh, sci-fi Theo, he loves some sci-fi, you yeah. know? So it only, it only helps 
individuals really once as soon as you can get locked down but yeah yeah almost done shooting a couple more days of filming uh once we get back so so the feature that that you are just about finished shooting and will be going it's already in post i guess it is yeah, yeah yeah we were able to get our editor started um just from our first day of shooting so because you know we we, we that's the best way to do it that's the sure. best way to do yeah. it um and with a, a a lower budget film um we know that it's it's like good fast or cheap you know something right. like that. and we know we want it good and cheap to be completely honest and we told them how that conversations uh with with them and they were just like yeah well you just get us the stuff and we're just gonna keep plugging away which is for us amazing you know yeah. it's amazing you know just getting like our, our editors uh uh, on board you know people who like edit for tv and like movies and shows who are willing to like donate their time uh to help us out with this project because they believe in us mm. um man yeah yeah you're you're talking about directing but rallying that team and being a savvy producer is a big part like you got to do that too to pull off the kind of thing that you're talking about yeah i mean you know the the unsexy truth <laughs> that I, I tell filmmakers and it, and it hurts as a creative, you know, it's like, Oh, I got this story. Um, it's like, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a script, especially if you're moving to a place where just like how you may have moved from Texas or from South Dakota. Well, so did everyone else here in this room. So we're going to do this separate it now, but understanding that like the best bargaining chip you have is you. People are looking to invest the first project where you're making a short in college or a feature film, whatever. People are like, I'm investing in you, the person. Right. That's it. Of course, the script, the story, all that other stuff comes into play. But it's like, at the end of the day, it is it is you. Can I trust you? Do I like you? Do I want to see you succeed? You know, and things like that. And then relying on that. You know, I've been out there for four years and now I'm making a, a film and so many times, you know, working on so many sets stuff like that, you shake hands, high fives in the day, and people are like, oh, this was great. I want to work with what else you're working on. And you're like, absolutely, yeah, I loved it. And you work on it again. You're like, oh, man, this is even better. And then you get to know more about them and their personal projects. And then it's like, hey, what are you working on? It's like, hey, I'm shooting a feature. And they're like, oh, I want to help out any way you can. And you're like, and I will use that help. <laughs> right. But then they come through, you know, right. and you take what you can give, but it only makes your project that much better because right you know you're surrounded by pros you know who who are willing to de dedicate and uh, and sacrifice their time uh and stuff as well um people want to help out people want to you want to see your friend succeed and stuff like that and that was something that i had to learn one thing that surprises me still is how you if you take the time and energy to invest in relationships in a positive not gross way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's amazing what quality of people you can get to to lend a hand yeah. you're working on this feature sort of for the real if you go back to the meal or the real yeah, idea yeah is there stuff that you're also doing sort of for the meal to put food <laughs> on the table as yeah. your passion projects are uh in gestation if you will that's a that's a really good question um you know i think like kind of going back to like once i figure out, i was like all right i want to direct and it's like all right if you want to direct you're definitely going to start out having to create your work yourself you are if there's a pendulum from like let's say a producer to an actor right the actor like needs people to make something like they are like right. the paintbrush they need somebody to dip them the paint and put them on the canvas right right and then on the flip side you have the producer is just like i have the resources 
Yeah, the producers putting everything together. Putting everything together. Mm-hmm. So they're finding the, the script and the talent and the directors and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and then the director leans a lot more toward that producer side. It's like, if I want to make a project, I have to will this project to happening. Yeah. But if that's going to be the case, then I'm going to need to find a way to not only make income, but that can give me the flexibility. Um, and so for me personally, one thing I did just starting out immediately was like trying to get like marketing jobs and things like that and honing that skill investing in my own equipment was great because that means that like no matter what i own a camera i own lights i can go and go to a store and be like hey i can shoot a commercial for you and if my rent is eight hundred dollars i can be like uh i can shoot a commercial for eight hundred dollars and they're yeah. like no how about 700 yes and then i need a hundred dollars more like at the end of right. the day like i am in control because if that's what it takes to direct <laughs> Then right. that's what you know. It's the end of the, it's a easy question, you know. So that's what I do for me. I have so a you're saying you do um, corporate industrial commercial yeah. stuff to uh, to to th- that's the complement to make the financial side of the picture work. Yeah, yeah, and 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 as I'm able to work, sometimes the corporate may look different, you know, yeah. like the ad and producing commercials you know I like yeah. stuff like that like it's still quote-unquote corporate yeah because it's not directing a narrative narrative film but that doesn't mean that i still can't learn anything from the job and stuff so it sounds yeah. like you have sort of three things going on tell me if this is correct yeah. it sounds like you have the directing stuff mm-hmm. which is your passion and the direction you want your career to go then you also have stuff where you're working um, as a crew member, often as a, an assistant director, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you, um, you're you not sort of the buck stops here person. There's, there's of course, your area of responsibility, sure. but you're not running that whole show. You're a, a cog in that machine. Yes, yes. And then the, there's also sort of like the, the freelance uh, production services person where you are the buck stops here person for mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you you know, write the bid and you, mm-hmm. and you deliver the product mm-hmm. and you do everything start to finish. Is Definitely. that basically correct? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, uh, and for me, that's what made sense. Right. Because like if I, I, what I did is like, I did a list of all my costs per month, rent, health insurance, car, food, Social is an important thing, right? Because I mean, social protection in LA, you're gonna be, you're gonna need that, right? Yeah. And if let's say that that comes out to twenty five hundred dollars, yeah. I'm like, I need to get twenty five hundred dollars every month, right? That's what I'm looking yeah. at, you know. Sally Mae's knocking on my door, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, but with that, I could go be a PA, make two hundred dollars a day if it's a good rate. That's <laughs> probably yeah. two hundred, two fifty, right? On like a TV show or something like that. That's gonna take sixteen to eighteen hours of my day that I can't do for anything else uh, and I'm just doing that. Yeah. Or can I get five little commercial things and charge five hundred dollars a pop that may only take me a day to shoot and a couple of hours to edit and I turn around really quick. Or I can find like a nonprofit and shoot like a short form documentary that may take a week of my month and I can pay, you know, I can get $2,000. Right. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's just time. We all have the same amount of time in the day. So it's like, what's the most efficient way to pay bills and live, but then at the same time, not turn those jobs 
into your career, right? Because you still got that career goal that you got to be fighting for um, all the time. You know, like Damien Chazelle, when he started out, he was actually like writing treatments for stories, like horror stories. Okay. Um, You know, and and, and stuff like that. And this is like before his very first feature, which I forget the name of it, but this is before Whiplash. Before Whiplash. This is before Whiplash, you know. Um, And I was talking to like a producer and he was like, yeah, like, we have all these treatments that we have for him before he was the Damien Chazelle. And now like we're reaching, we're trying to reach back out yeah, to him. Right. And these people aren't even returning our calls. Cause they're like, why, why, why would he want to <laughs> make this movie when he, right. you, you know, so that's kind of the thing. I think, I think a lot of other, like, especially directors, uh, especially like starting out, like people that I know, like very rarely do you even get it, get to the job that like you want, want, want to do. Um, yeah. Even if that means like just directing full time, because there's a lot of content that needs directors that may not be a superhero movie. Right? right. Right. But it may pay the bills and there's nothing wrong with that. Cause you're still, as long as you're learning and pushing yourself with directing yeah. and things like that. Um, that's the thing. Can you learn something from these jobs as well? You know, it's interesting. You talked about the calculus of how much time am I, is, does it take to earn this money? Mm-hmm. And like, if you're being a, a PA or some other position on a, on a good paying project, you're spending a lot of time to make that money that you need to make the month. Mm-hmm. But you also might be making relationships that could be useful. Definitely. And, you know, doing the the video production projects, those are more lucrative, but you might not be making those connections. Absolutely. So that's an interesting thing. Yeah. But it seems like whatever you're doing for the meal, mm-hmm. if it takes too much time or energy away from the direction your career should go, mm-hmm. you need to start rethinking the meal. As soon as possible. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as possible. I mean, like, it's not even a joke, but there's lots of people who were driving around doing Lyft and Uber in LA right. who were actors, you know, or, or right. writers because like, it's like, I just need to hit X amount of money so I can go home and write. Right. And if you do that and you just keep putting in the work, you're, you're putting in that 10,000 hours, you're bettering yourself and things like right. that, then, hey, let's say you do that for five years and then you get a script that's picked up. Because that, that kind of stuff happens as well. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, you know, like if you want to be a, a, a writer and you want to try to get into a writer's room, then like maybe that job is being on set every single day trying to get close to the producers uh trying to get maybe an office pa job so you can get closer to that writer's room so that because that's that's the the chart that you've done after you've done the research and you've reached out to people and like kind of figured out the best way you want to make the the jump to do that you know like if i was going to be a writer for instance i would not recommend doing a lot of freelance video work i mean that that doesn't help just you too time at consuming all. or you're not making the connections. Well, it's no connections, you know, like making okay. uh, healthcare videos is great. But like, if I know I want to be a writer on a new game of Thrones spinoff, why, why am I looking to make money? You right. know, like I need to make connections. If I'm looking to make money, then I should move from LA and just make money somewhere else. Right. Mm. That kind of makes I sense. I see what you mean. Um, like you can do corporate industrial work anywhere anywhere right where it doesn't cost so much to you live you can have a very nice mortgage for six hundred dollars you know so yeah. so yeah 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 well and i apologize we have so much more to talk about <laughs> and my time is running out but um you mentioned earlier twenty five hundred dollars is mm-hmm. the number you sort of threw out there for monthly expenses is is that an actual like 
if I'm being honest for me, if I'm being honest, it's probably, it's probably a little bit less, but I would okay. say probably like 2,000, 2,500, yeah. something along those lines. Um, the great thing about living out there is you find very importantly, find very quickly what's important and what's not. Right. And I'm sure rent is a big part of that. Rent is a big, uh, for me, I've been really blessed. Like we moved into a, a area that when we first moved into wasn't uh, popular. Okay. Like over the past like six months has really been like growing a lot more. Oh, interesting. But we were able to move in um, at a much lower rate. I see. Um, but if you're looking like specifically in LA, you know, I mean, the cheapest rent is going to be in the valley where they call it's like kind of like the Burbank area and stuff like that. And you're probably looking at between like 700 to 900 uh, for like uh a one bedroom maybe or something like that um, now is that with roommates or that, i mean i've seen people like have 900 like a one bedroom if you can find it okay right <laughs> um because i i pay you know around that amount but i have three other roommates i see in like you know a four bedroom two bath but like literally for us if you look around the rent would jump up if we found a comparable thing the rent would jump up uh to maybe 1200 1100 1200 okay and that's a very easy jump up. If but that makes sense. but but I'm just sort of making yeah. this up. But seven fifty to twelve fifty, you need to budget somewhere in that so range for rent. If you yeah, if you want to live, if you want to live comfortably, you don't want to live in a place like where you're scared because that's right. important to right. you know, like where you're getting broken in and like you know you've got State Farm on speed dials. Like, <laughs> hey, it happened again. No, the computer, right. not the TV. You know. Um, <laughs> But but I would say like logistically wise, that's probably about a fair number. Okay. Um, if you want to be working like in film and staying because sure. you got to stay local, right? You know and stuff like that because you never know where a call time might be and stuff. So and I live kind of in uh, mid city, which is like no close to Culver City, like a very kind of heart of Greater LA. Yeah. So yeah. Um, food, transportation. What are some of your other big budget items? Uh, have a car. Yeah, you, have, you have, have to have a car, car in LA. Yeah. You have to have to have to have transportation. Um, it is not, it is not a a, a train friendly system, especially if you're starting out and you're a PA. If you're a PA that doesn't have a car, then I don't know where you work. I don't think you're really getting work as a PA. So you know, do that. I mean, food. You know, I mean, food is obviously a lot more expensive in Los Angeles. Just in general, you get used to it very easily. Yeah, because the cost of living is just is just higher. Like yeah. things it, just cost more. Whenever I visit there, it feels like I'm paying about thirty percent more That's a, for eating. Yeah, I um, eat about thirty percent more when I come out to Tennessee because I'm just like, <laughs> great, my dollar yeah. stretches longer here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, but it's it's not bad. Again, like once you get used to it, and you're just like, yeah, everybody else is paying the exact same amount and stuff like that. And there's more expensive places, you know. Um, I'm not like eating out, you know, on a rooftop place downtown, you right. know what I mean? And stuff right. like that. But yeah. that is one of the nice things, though, if you're working on set is that it's catered and so on. Yes. So you, and oftentimes you work these long hours, so you don't necessarily end up eating very much, uh, you know, outside of what work provides. So. Yeah. Yeah. And the production doesn't want to deal with it, you know, like when you're leaving. If you're going to set, I always say make fun, make friends with like the crafty person first. <laughs> right. And it's funny, but, you know, like there's been like plenty of times where, you know, like we catered Chipotle and then like after she's like, hey, so we had like tons of tacos and like beans and like stuff like left over. Yeah. That's great. You know, like especially if yeah. I'm going to spend the next day writing, you know, like making calls from home and stuff like that working on that career thing. It's like, hey, now I don't have to worry about at least like breakfast and lunch tomorrow, right. which can go a long way and add up quite a bit. 
um, especially like in a, in, a, in a place like L.A., you know. So when can we see your movie? Um, oh, man, it's like a like a like a, like a plug. Um, well, we're looking to, in all honesty, probably have a picture lock by around like I think February, March. Uh, okay. We have some VFX and stuff like that. And again, like maintain that same process of have it good. So it might take a long time. Yeah. We're looking at like around mid midsummer, something like that. And Summer of 19. We think so. Yeah. Okay. We're aiming to do that. But working with some distribution people right now, like that was a big thing that we had to figure out. It's like, so what? You've made a movie. And I'm sure we can talk forever about this. But like you make a movie. Great. Now you're part of the now people what? that's made a movie but didn't know what to do with it. So like we're definitely just trying to figure out before we even get started, like what's your plans? What does distribution mean? Uh, you right. know, do you want theatrical distribution? We do not, right? You I know, see. like yeah. what is Netflix paying for an indie movie that has no names? Probably like $1,500 for a year, you know? Like that's not a lot of money at all, you know, versus iTunes, which is like a 70-30 split, you know? Like, mm. but doing that kind of research on the back end, that's not sexy and has nothing really to do with directing, but has to do with making a movie and not yeah. just being a filmmaker. Um, so, yeah, anyways, uh, we're looking to probably like around like a summer. That's where it's it's looking at right now. And it's crazy just saying that out loud. It is insane saying that out loud. But yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be looking for it. You have a front row seat at right. the premiere. All right. Well, Theo, thanks so much for taking time, sitting down with me and um, sharing your wisdom and your experience. There is, there is no wisdom there. but uh, uh, I think there <laughs> is. Thank you. This is awesome. This is for rad. So how was that for a lot of pretty practical advice about how to pursue that dream of moving to Los Angeles if that's what you're wanting to do and you're wanting to be a director? I was recently at a filmmakers event where some of the projects that Theo has been involved with were showcased and uh, man, he's getting it done, you know? He's, he's out there, he's working hard, he's meeting people and he's making work. That's the most important thing. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing where his career goes from here, but hopefully you were able to glean some things from his experience so far. We'll see you next time on Pictures Up.